If you're from Buffalo, are you a Buffalonian? A Buffaloan? A Buffalite? Bison. This goes out to all of the Buffalonians, and uh, this is how we're feeling right now. Buffalo! And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossip. Fucking camera in the jump. Mr. Boom Gasper! You can call me L, you can call me Ed, you just, just fucking call me, why don't you? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast, and we're here for another episode today. It's Buffalo 2013. Randy Sobel here, and John Ferrar over here, over Hello. there, as my co-host. How are you doing, John? I'm good, man. We've been uh, we've been digging into 2013 a lot lately. Yeah, last couple weeks, 2013, last week Voodoo Fest. That was fun, and uh, we keep on the lightning bolt, but that's, uh, you know, it's it's October, and when we're in October, and uh, we're, we're kind of feeling nostalgic, and we're feeling, uh, you know, like we have to kind of live the anniversaries a little bit. And this one, too, I mean, we I think we might have mentioned it last week, this 2013 tour, like, looking back on it, it, it was great. I mean, there are a lot of great shows, a lot of great runs of shows. They brought out some stuff, and like it, they were just in a great mood every night. Band was in good spirits, and you get a lot of great shows on this tour. Looking back on it, you know, seven yeah. years, six, seven years later. Yeah, this was a really. You're right. There, there. This was a really good tour from start to finish, and uh, you know, today's episode is uh, is the start of the tour, and then you know they would kind of uh, move on over to the West Coast at some point. But the whole thing, it just seems like you know every single night they were either. Uh, changing it up a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about it in this one. This was really the start of every night being a three-song open, a more of a slow burn. So that you know, before that, we saw that at Wrigley that year, and that was more like a seven-song slow burn. But before sure. that, it was only being used at Mansfield, Gorge, and you know, other big shows. We yeah, didn't for special expect occasions. that. Right, we didn't expect that stadium shows were. Uh, arena shows we're going to have them you know and they're working on they're working on pacing you know ed's voice even in 2013 wasn't what it was so they're i think they were kind of learning how to expand and like you know this 2018 tour you know that we kind of they kind of shortened up the set list there a lot of 27 28 29 song sets instead of the 32 33 34 
So I think it, for 2013 tour, they were really trying to stretch it out a little more, trying to do 30, 31, 32 every night. But they also, they had to fill in a lot more time because there this was the first time that really uh, there were no openers for them. Right. At yeah, least for arena the, shows. You get the end evening with Pearl Jam where they're starting, you know, it says 8 o'clock. They would probably go on around 8.20, 8.30 and play until... <laughs> if. Know, yeah. Uh, Sometimes eight forty five on a on a good night, um, you know, play till eleven thirty, you know. So yeah, they were uh, they were coming into their own as the, you know, they call it the legacy act. But you know, who were right. they really going to take out in twenty thirteen? You know, who was around? Uh, I wouldn't even be able to answer that yeah, question today. Yeah. So it's yeah. it it is very tough. Um, before we get into breaking down the show and all that fun stuff, I uh, just wanted to mention, of course, we have our Patreon account that we mention every week. And for all subscribers, you guys get exclusive content that you can only get on Patreon. You can't get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or even our Facebook pages or anything like that. Um, the Evolution episodes, uh, the early ones that Matt and I did on uh, New Year's Eve and uh i was about to say easy street but no easy street's say, not there that is free easy street <laughs> that's a vault that's a vault release let it, uh let it out for maybe maybe for record store day 2020 we'll see we'll see if we're, we're able <laughs> well to there's get a it. there's a little bit of there's a little bit of record store day black friday news so maybe oh. we can uh, push it out for that Maybe, yeah. Uh, let's let's see if if Matt remembers to get it to me, then I'll be able to I'll be able to cook something up. It'll be a nice little surprise. Hold on, let, let, let me do my little thing. Hello, Matt. Come down, Matt. Maybe that'll that'll that's I put out the bat signal, so maybe <laughs> he'll uh, he'll come to or come around on that one. We'll see. Well, let's uh, let's hope for it. Let's hope for I, it. I'll I'll just re-record it with uh, with what I thought he would have said. <laughs> Just fill in all the blanks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Patreon is all available. Uh, there, patreon.com slash live on four legs. Uh, anything you contribute to the podcast, we try to give as much back to you. Uh, John, what do they get for contributing to the show? You get everything for $1 a month or whatever you can contribute access to everything plus you get to pick an episode come on the show and i will threaten to fight you about your dumb opinions that is worth the dollar friends yeah that is worth the we dollar. had uh we had the great uh episode last week i didn't think i was gonna have to do it but then he started talking about <laughs> daughter and then i i had to break it out it was a two-on-one you, yep. you were you were outnumbered you would have wow. lost oh bring it on i'm, I'm not afraid of you <laughs> I'm a little afraid of you. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not afraid. I'm not I've got, afraid of anybody. I've got I've got waffles on my side. She's got my back. All right, we'll double. We'll tag team. I'll, I'll get Gordy, and uh, we'll right. we'll see who we'll see who wins this battle. Right. Um, and also, uh, you know, we we have to drop in every now and again. You know, email us live on four legs podcast at gmail dot com. Um, we're always taking ideas and requests for stories for new episodes uh shows that you went to that you think that we should cover or are unique that we haven't uh discussed yet maybe eras that we really haven't touched up on yet there are still 
eras that we kind of have glanced over uh that you know look even if even if you're not a patron like if there's a show that you went to that you think was underrated or that nobody ever talks about yeah send us an email What, what was the email address again Live on four legs podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Send us an email. We'll, uh, you know, we love getting emails, stories from people. So uh, hit us up and we'll definitely get back to you. And there have been people that have emailed us. And this was early on when we didn't, you know, have a plethora of guests looking to, to come on the show. Uh, but we were able to get some stories on and we were able to do uh, certain shows because people wrote in and people were nice enough to share. So, you know, it's always it's always good. And we're always willing, even if we have a game plan, we're always willing to change every now and again. So yeah. uh, you send us your story and uh, we'll taken into heavy consideration so that brings us into buffalo 2013 i was almost going to say 2010 2013 <laughs> uh wrong wrong album uh so I, this i i was at the show um and went to wrigley that past year uh the tour was about to start and there was so much hype Everybody was really excited for it, and I, I just like I I was completely excited for it. The album was really good at the time. I, I was really enjoying it because um, they only I, they only premiered Mind Your Manners at Wrigley, right? That was the only one. No, uh, Mind Your Manners was out before Wrigley, and then they did Lightning Bolt and, and Lightning Future Bolt. Future Days. Okay, yeah, so yeah. The, the there was a three, and I actually. Um, from a friend of mine, DJ, I was actually able to get a couple extra tracks. I think he sent me uh, Let the Records Play, um, Swallowed Hole, and Getaway. I don't know how he was able to get them, but, you know, I was able to get some extra tracks the, uh, before the Promotional album. disc or something, probably. Yeah, something cool. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know DJ has listened to the show before, so if he's listening, uh, what's up? Shout out to DJ. Uh, end season. Um... So Buffalo happened because, again, the tour hype was at a fever pitch. Everybody was, you know, talking about merch and starting to talk about what what's the set, set list we're going to be like. And I kept looking at it, and I, I had the Brooklyn shows, and I had the Hartford show all planned. And it was the weekend before I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm really itching to go. I'm really itching to go. Where are they the weekend before? Are they are they playing on a Saturday night? And it turns out Buffalo was the Saturday night show. And I'm like, you know what? I can do that. That's a six hour drive. I can make I can make that happen. This could be worth worth my while. And um so I went on I, I wanna say it was like the Wednesday or Thursday of that week and decided to buy uh tickets off of StubHub. Um and that was that was it. That's that's how easy it was. It was you know tickets were available. It wasn't. I mean, I'm sure it was a sold out show, but it, it's not like MSG or you know uh, or Philly where you have to kind of sell a kidney in order to get there. Uh, it was it was pretty easy. So you know, six hour car car ride up to Buffalo, and man, uh, it, it just felt like it was all it all happened in a flash. You know, it was just kind of. Uh, it, it, it was it was an exciting time, and especially because I knew what lied ahead with the other shows too. Everything was just really really exciting. Nice. Uh, now you had kind of a unique vantage point 
at this show. You want to talk about that a little bit? Is, is that something you you'd done before? Um, no, I don't think at that point I had because almost every show on that tour, I was behind the stage. So I was kind of, I was stone side. I was kind of angled at a point where there was something, uh, there was something da- like a cord or something, um, maybe speakers that were dangling in my way. Uh, but <laughs> the dreaded I, obstructed view a little bit, but you know what? It didn't hinder it at all. I was able to kind of see there was like the open patch in between uh, stone and Eddie. And I was able to see that really well. I was able to see Matt the, and uh, I think boom was on that side. So I was yeah, able to yeah. see everybody. Um, it, it was actually pretty cool. I kind of liked it. It, it kind of felt intimate a little bit. You cool. know? So I think they had done Pittsburgh, was the night before? Did yes. You, did you look at that set list? Did you kind of no. like get a preview of uh, no. what you were going to be in for? No. And it was so hard and tempting not to do it. And I actually, so I heard some people talking in, in line for a poster. And we'll get to the poster in a second. And they were talking about the night before because they had went. And I'm like, la, 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 la. I put my fingers in my ears. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. And they're like, Oh man, last night was great. And he said, "Can I just tell you one thing?" I'm like, "All right, tell me one thing." And the one thing was that they invited uh, at the time the Pirates closer, uh, Jason Grilly, on stage to do whipping. And I think that was his uh, walkout music when when he played. So that was a really cool moment. So I'm like, okay, that's if if they don't play whipping tonight, that's fine. You know, that's the only thing I need to know. Great. We're, we're set. I didn't know anything about what they opened with, uh, how they utilized the new songs, nothing like that. So okay. it came, came as pretty much a fresh surprise. Nice. Um, what do you think of the poster for this show? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. So it's really cool. It's, it's a Buffalo is the queen, queen city. So it's a buffalo with like a queen robe and like a scepter, and in the scepter is the the ten club ace. Okay, yeah, I think I, I do. I think I remember seeing it. It's a really nice yeah. poster. Yeah, and I think most of the posters on this tour were were really good. Um, you know, everybody remembers the Pittsburgh poster. That's probably one of the most pop- popular posters in the last ten right. years. Uh, but man, I, I remember seeing in this, and I remember seeing the print, and I'm just like. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to put it in anything. It's just so it shined. It just so you have this one framed up on your on your wall. Yes, I yeah. This is this is one. I don't have everything on my wall, but uh, yeah. this is one I definitely have because it just the experience of uh, of being there uh, and this being the first one of the tour. You know, the first one is always the most exciting, and just again uh, being able to drive six hours, you know, on a whim uh, by myself. Uh, without a care in the world just sort of just doing it and there's actually funny a funny story uh that i don't remember all the details to but i booked a hotel in niagara falls canada instead of niagara falls new york i didn't have a passport at the time so i got into a massive argument with the hotel manager and he for i don't know like 10 minutes refused to, to, uh, to refund my money. And I don't know how it all happened, but I just remember in the background, I'm, I'm singing the curb your enthusiasm theme to myself. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Cause I start, you know, I start ranting and raving and, and doing Larry 
very David Shtick and, and whatever, but um, even went to a point, I'm like, well, can you let me in without a passport? And the guy just fumed. He was so mad. Yeah. Uh, but I, I ended up staying at another place for way more money but it, well, yeah, again, we'll have, I mean we'll have to go back and uh, we'll have to post a picture of that poster on uh, on Facebook or something oh yeah it'll be there of uh, how, how cool it was because yeah there's there were a lot of great ones on this tour for sure yeah it'll be it'll be there absolutely um, nice. let's uh, let's kick right in with the song that pretty much uh, spelled the opening for almost every show this tour Pendulum not one of the songs that really perked my ears when I listened to the album at first. It was just kind of, I think it was sort of the in-between song that was kind of, okay, this is a a little bit of a down moment before you get into some more upbeat stuff. Um, But I didn't really think much about it before I heard it. And then like just knowing that they were using it as an opener gave me the idea that, okay, maybe the song is a little better than I've given it credit for. And I was kind of on that same fence with Unthought Known during the Backspacer tour. But, um, you know, I, I gave it a little bit more respect after that. And obviously I, I saw it uh, th- them open with it every show this tour. Um, so you were able to get familiar and, you know, sing along to it and, and, and all that. And, you know, I, I, I after a while I started liking it as an opener. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be... And you know we're we're six years out from Lightning Bolt already, but I think it's it's going to be one from that album that ages a lot better than a lot of the ones, yeah. the other ones on that record because it's just so different. It's got kind of a cool vibe to it. It's something they haven't really done before. Yeah, and I think live it's really cool because you get McCready with the bow and yep. you get the the green lights coming down and swinging around and like there's a there's some really nice bass stuff from Jeff in this version. Sure that I really like and uh it's just a cool way to start the show, you know. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's it's an eerie vibe and then you kind of you can't really go down from there and I I kind of like when they go into something like Nothing Man that's a sing along or Elderly Woman that's a sing along. I think like after you come off of Pendulum, I, I it's usually a pretty high spot. So uh uh, and this one being low light uh, is a really high spot for me. Mm-hmm. 
before how am i going to know that they're not just doing one one and and done you know pendulum into corduroy pendulum pendulum into go uh or mind your manners whatever it is uh so they do low light i'm like ooh, this is interesting it's kind of a slow burn and how much i was i was digging on low light at the time this was uh I was I was a fan. I was in on this. Do it up. It, it gives you the opportunity to hear songs that you wouldn't necessarily get in a show, um, like the next song. Sometimes uh, you wouldn't get sometimes in a show if if it wasn't an opener. And in most cases, yeah. I mean, I I love this first three. You know, Pendulum. I hope it I hope it sticks around on this this next tour whenever that happens. Um, you get a little. Uh, a little setting the stage on low light where he says uh, everything is fucking calm. All I feel is fucking calm. Sometimes has kind of the extended intro, which is really cool. And then he goes into like a, you know, were you ever here, dear God? And like sometimes whenever, you know, whenever you get anything off a of no code, you consider yourself lucky. But sometimes especially is one of the coolest ones, especially early in the set like this. And like I said, it's normally an opener to get it as part of this was like really special because you're again even if you know what's coming you're still expecting maybe like a nothing man or a something a little more you know in that low-key vibe but to get sometimes it kind of transitions from this from the slow burn it kind of builds up at the end into the uh the faster part of the set sing my part hear them too well in the bootleg but i remember i think they were up for this one it uh it, it comes off as a little disappointing in the bootleg though I, I i but i thought that the crowd sounded pretty good around me okay so uh speaking of the crowd i do have a story uh about a kid that was sitting next to me so go to sit down you know you say hi to people whatever and the kid's like pearl jam is one of my th- three favorite bands i'm like oh cool awesome and he says, I love Pearl Jam, I love Tool, and I love Metallica. I'm like, cool, man, awesome, good stuff. 
can't can't wait to see the show. And I, I don't know if this was the first time he had seen him. I don't remember any, any of that. Just kind of making small talk during the show and just kind of almost speaking out loud to myself saying, oh, they're opening with a new song. Uh, and I kind of said that towards him. And I'm like, hey, they're opening with a new one. And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, sometimes comes along. And he gets back into my ear and he's like, looks like they're doing a lot of new ones tonight, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, poor, poor no code. Yep. Feels and so I bad just, for it. It's I, so good. I know. This kid was, must have listened to 10 and, and maybe Backspacer and that was it. But I, I immediately said to him, this is, this is no code. And, uh, uh, he did not look in my direction for the rest of the night. So if if you became a bigger fan and that's you that's listening out there, then uh, sorry. Sorry if I embarrassed you. But whoops, you opened up the door. Anyway, let's get into the meaty part of the opening set. Corduroy, Lightning Bolt, Minor Matters, Do the Evolution all packaged together. Um, great. It, you know, you have the nice warm up for three. It prepped the crowd and it drove home that, uh, hey, we're going to have some energy here. And of course, Corduroy is the can't believe I'm at a Pearl Jam show moment. So you get lost in it. Lightning Bolt, my favorite uh, at the time, was definitely my favorite off the album. Uh, getting it post Wrigley, uh, still on a high from hearing it at Wrigley and then going back and listening to the YouTube clip thousands and thousands of times after that and and minor manners evolution this was a really good section i have no problems with it at all i'll take it every single time yeah i mean a lot of heavy hitters right up at the front you get corduroy has kind of a cool ending i really noticed uh matt on the drums just bashing the shit out of his drums at the end Mm. you can definitely even hear that on the on the bootleg um but yeah you get of course the lightning bolt mind your manners pair which is probably the, the the two best songs from Lightning Bolt that translate live. Um, you know, you're they were probably back played to back, back to back. Right? Yeah, they were probably played oh, yeah. back to back. Almost nine out of ten shows, probably. You would think. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna dig up the numbers on that, but uh, I I got a little lazy for this one. So sorry, your statistician is uh, not at his on his A game today. So baseball season's coming to an end, so he's losing it. <laughs> but yeah. You know, like, do the evolution like is is fantastic whenever you get it. It's one of those one of those moments in the show where people get to participate and get to clap and and scream along. So and this was one of the evolutions where you had the instead of the admire me admire my home, uh, you had the whoa whoa oh mm-hmm. whoa and that I love when they do that. It's just really good crowd participation. Uh, and then sometimes. I don't remember remember if he did it in this one, but sometimes Ed gets really on a high. He's like, "Let's do it again! Let's do it again!" And they'll do it a second time. It's it's really good. So I'll have to I go want back them and... to bring back those uh, South American versions with the fast clapping and like all. The, oh yeah, the really extended version. Those are some of the best ones. Oh yeah, when we start covering South America shows, we'll definitely we'll bring those up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, that should be fun. Um, okay, after Evolution, they take. A long time to get into the next one and they mentioned somewhere that they were changing things around so i went and i looked at the original set list for this and originally it was supposed to be evolution into um uh my father's son so immortality was originally set for encore one 
after the Yellow Moon Future Days. And it looked like they tweaked some things, moved some stuff around. Rats was supposed to be late for set, and that was kind of moved into the immortality spot. So they were, Hmm. I don't, it's interesting because in the first set, this is something they would do for an encore, but in the first set to take a song that was supposed to be played in the encore and move it into its rightful spot. This is really where immortality belongs. Um, it's interesting that they would decide to do that. Now, was this because of, you think they realized that there were people sitting behind the stage and they, was this the beginning of the turning around to play a song? Is that why they switched it for small town? Cause that's more of a crowd participation. Well, small town thing. was always on the set. Small town was always where it was supposed to be. I think. Okay. Um, I yeah, to get, to get immortality this early is, is a little strange. You normally get it either, you know, it's either the penultimate song of the first set or you get it in an, in an encore one. But I mean, again, immortality, it's, it's a top 10 song for me. So, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that whenever it shows up. Yeah. And this immortality has the intro. <laughs> before i i you know i was yeah, pretty much pretty like arpeggiated part that starts it yeah so i i pretty much at the time was only listening to stuff that i had a bootleg of so any live version of immortality i had only heard just kind of you know just passing passing by on it i never heard immortality live before so this intro kind of i wasn't able to piece it together until they did the actual dun 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 uh and i freaked out because that was one i don't think at the time i i I don't think i realized how much i wanted to hear it live um and how good it was and i think i got it maybe one or two more times on on that tour uh but it grew i i have a strong uh place for this version because this version grew 
into, uh, you know, rose it from, you know, maybe top 30 to top five. After that, I was, I was sold on this being one of my favorite songs of all time for, from them. So it's just, uh, it's a, it's a must hear almost every single show for me. Oh yeah. It's, it's a chance for, for Mike to just go off into, into another world as he is known to do. Yeah. Everything, everything about it, just the, you know, the, the the kind of the mystique to it that it has and then at the end where everything builds back up and you get the pounding drums it's uh it, i mean nothing more positive that we can say on that that uh or we can go off for another hour on that uh <laughs> but yeah this was a particularly uh awesome version for me yeah this is one we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to do an evolution episode on soon yeah i agree i agree that's a really good idea um, all right, so after that, we get the debut of My Father's Son, and already a couple bars in, we fuck it up. I am a genius and I am my father's son. It's Saturday night, you know, give me a break, yeah. I don't think we've played this one before, so. Takes two. We, me and you, yeah, me and you, we're on stage. We we, we fuck, fuck up. up enough for ourselves. We can't sure we can't do be responsible for Pearl Jam fucking up. <laughs> no, but we can be responsible for talking about Pearl Jam fucking up. <laughs> and we can be responsible for ourselves fucking up talking about when Pearl Jam's fucking up. So why do I keep fucking up? This was kind of like uh, the marker in the sand moment. Uh, I don't know if you remember that from a past episode. Uh, Matt and I had talked about the marker in the sand. I wrote, I wrote the song, but I fucked it up. Um, this is a little less memorable, but it's Jeff sort of uh, figuring out his place uh, to play it or what what keys supposed a, to play it. And in. this is a weird. It's a weird opening riff. Like I get why it do why they do, would, yeah, it would be hard to, for the timing at the beginning because it's right. a, it's a strange it's a strange riff for them. The timing is weird. People are coming in at weird times, so. Yeah, I, I give him a, I give him a pass being the first time. It, it wouldn't have ruined it for me. Yeah, I you know I I, I don't think I minded. I don't I, n- I never saw the song again. Um, but and again we and we talked about it at the gorge too. Like Pearl Jam is one of those bands when they fuck up. Like they, they have you pulling for them on on their side. It's not like if you go right. see Tool or Metallica and they fuck up and it ruins the show and everyone's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like yeah, right. You know when when they're Pearl Jam's so adorable when they fuck up. Like they. They acknowledge it. They yep. make fun of themselves, and they, they get you on on their side. Yeah, there was absolutely you know nothing wrong. It's actually sometimes it's fun to see it. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's just yeah, it straight up it, fun. People laugh and like it's it's one of those the things I remember. Yeah, it humanizes them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this it wasn't you know it's uh, 
again the the drop D tuning uh, for the song uh, for Eddie to you know reach the those parts that he hits in the chorus. Um, you know, it kind of it spoils what the song could be live because uh, I know that they probably want to hold uh, Eddie's voice for the the real for the good stuff. One thing that we should talk about a little bit is uh, just Boom's part in this uh, that I guess you can't really hear on the album, or it might be just invisible on the album. It, Boom sounds really good here. I don't know if you okay. uh, if you if yeah, you I, I, I that. didn't make a note of it, but. It's one of those things where, yeah, in this this tour and this album, he was really like getting a little more. He was getting a little more recognition, a little more in the forefront in some of these songs. They he was getting a little uh, more uh, more than just a participation trophy. Sure, yeah, and there was actually a thread today about Boom and whether or not he's a member of the band and, and debating all that. And, you know, I, I consider him a, a member in my heart. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think he should be part of it. I think he should even be in the hall of fame with them. So every, every That's band needs me. an old Hawaiian dude. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly. Think of just somebody band, make I think how much better they would be with an old Hawaiian dude. <laughs> it works for every band. Yep. Mm hmm. Even, uh, even the emo bands, especially oh, yeah. the emo bands. Yeah, my my. Think about how much better My Chemical Romance would have been with an old Hawaiian dude playing keyboards. <laughs> think about like, you know, Radiohead would love an old Hawaiian dude playing keyboards. Oh, that would yeah. That think would be about sweet. Tool on their on their tour. If all of a sudden they bring out like, here's an old Hawaiian dude where he can play keyboards with us, you'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. And it's it's yeah, it's it's a it's a can't miss. They're they're Pearl Jam pioneered the. The old Hawaiian dude playing keyboards. Yep, I'm in. Let's make it happen. We need to yep. produce more boom gas bars. Let's do it. The the rock bands are going to start touring over there just to just to pick them out and farm them. Out. <laughs> Let's go surfing and see if we can meet anybody. Do you yeah. uh, do you play the organ? Yeah. All yeah. right. You're yeah. uh, you're now you're on in. tour with Fallout Boy. Yeah. We start growing that beard. Exactly. That's great. Um, would, they would have to use a different name. They would have everybody would need like no. They're all name, named like boom. boom. They're all named they're, boom. They're all just boom. <laughs> Whatever their name is, it's, they're just boom. Oh man, I'm in. I love it. Uh, going back to the set, uh, this section here, I kind of you know placed things in the section. We can kind of pick out the uh, the spots we want to pick out, but even flow, swallowed whole, sirens, once comatose, all kind of in uh a straight line here um i don't have a lot of memories of this section of the show i think it was just kind of like even flow and 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 follow up um yeah after you know you get a lot of heavy hitters early you get the corduroy do the evolution immortality i mean you you can't keep that up throughout a whole 18 songs right so you're gonna get a little dipping even flows great you get a great mccready solo it's again it's a seven minute version um and then you get a debut of Swallowed Hole, uh, I believe, if I'm correct. It is the debut, um, yeah. But then, you know, Sirens once. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but uh, I didn't. nothing really stood out to me when I was listening to it. Yeah, the, the one thing that really stood out was how weird the placement was for once. Um, it just felt like a 
semi-prominent song off a of 10 should kind of be a penultimate song. It should be, you know, near the end of a set list before porch or before rearview mirror or something like that. It should build to something and it just kind of goes once and comatose and you're just kind of, well, I don't think they songs. know what to do with once even now. Like it's, is yeah, it a song that belongs a, a in like an encore two? Is it, is it one of those that deserves like a, an elevated spot in the set or is it I think it can like a filler is it a filler song is it like an opener like I don't think they really know what to do with it I think it has weird versatility um here's my one baseball reference similar to why go yeah yeah why go has a little bit more uh that you could do with it I don't I guess once you can open with it but it doesn't really happen too often um ah I don't know. I think I like it best when it's kind of late first set and you're building to a porch or uh, a blood or something like that. Well, I think if it was, it's. If it was up to me, they, they don't ever have to play it again if it was up to me. Not not you, one of my favorites, but. Um, hate it that much, huh? I, it's, just, it's just not. I mean, yeah, it's cool when everybody's screaming, like, what? What? But it's it a, is what it a, is. A lot of yeah. the time, it's a song. Like if I'm at a show and I'm thinking about what I want to hear, like once is not something that that I that I think of. Swallowed Hole also debuted. We we mentioned um, just yeah. real quick. I don't you know I don't know if we're ever gonna really talk about Swallowed Hole at all. But it's it's a nice song. Like it's, it's fine. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna be on the greatest hits. It doesn't great. Yeah. It doesn't it's grab not, you, you know, much. It's, yeah, it's just a just a nice just a nice song. I guess. But when I he, when I hear the song, it reminds me of this weekend trip. It reminds me of driving on a road trip and seeing like the fall foliage, and you know, it kind of. I think October and fall and music work really well together. At least in my in my life, I've I've gravitated towards. You know, listening to to all different t- kind of music in in the fall, and and for some reason, always doing road trips in the fall too. So, you got music going on in the background, and, and it's your it's your you know you have anthems, and and, it, and it's your your soundtrack for for basically your your vacationing. So, uh, I I just have memories of uh, I probably played the Lightning Bolt album while up there. I would assume I did, uh, or I played. Actually, what I did was I probably played two bootlegs because you get two three-hour bootlegs and and that gets you up there. So well, that's do you probably remember what I did. there was a there was a thing when the when the vinyl of Lightning Bolt came out that it was defective. Like a lot really? of the original vinyl copies were because it's it's kind of a weird packaging. Oh, because it's very intricate with like the the, the cutout and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think there, if I remember correctly, there was. Something where if you a lot of def, there was a lot of defective vinyl copies, but they had to they had to resend, like they sent everybody a second disc of it that was like they had to do a repressing basically. Weird. And and send everybody like an extra vinyl. Like I remember that happened to me. Like I have two uh, records of Lightning Bolt because one of them the first one is like there are certain songs I think where it was scratched. So like I don't think I heard the whole album until I got the. The the repress basically of the vinyl from the from the pressing company. Wow, just okay. a weird thing that 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 I remember. Just you then, wouldn't so. even seek it out online. You wouldn't seek it out on like YouTube or anything. I don't think or so. Buy it on yeah, iTunes. I think by by this time, I think I was pretty much vinyl only. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at that sticking to your guns. Yeah, man. You, you gotta have uh, you gotta have principles. 
<laughs> um, now I still, if, I still don't have Spotify. Ooh, wow! Because yeah. I, I, I have my Spotify. own records. That's all. Let's do. Hey, good, good on you, man. Um, another real quick note in this run of songs: Comatose. It's so fucking common. Ed forgot the bridge on this again for oh, right. the yeah. hundredth time. He's so adorable. I, it doesn't bother me, but it's just like, you know, and he knows he fucked it up. He's just like, ah. the original version which they did at at, at the easy street easy street and, yep uh i love that version so much like i so much better than than i think what comatose turned into i think it it was one of the i think it's very obviously about the terry shivo case if you uh, remember all that that was going yeah. on mm-hmm. and I, th- I think i really liked it better as crapshoot rapture the lyrics were better and i think sometimes maybe he forgets that he goes back to maybe the crapshoot rapture lyrics because like that's maybe. how it was originally written. Right, and he gets yeah. lost maybe because uh, the comatose lyrics are a lot simpler than the crapshoot rapture lyrics were. Um, go back and seek that one out if you haven't. It's it's so much better than it, than it turned out. But you know, neither here nor there. But yeah, it's fucked up. He's adorable. We love him. Yep, and uh, it's story time, and I think this is my favorite moment of the show here. Or at least one of them. This one was recorded with a guy you've heard of called Mr. Neil Young. And uh, he was in with the fellas and they were making a collection of songs which later turned out to be called uh, Mirrorball. And I, I walked in a few days in, and, and uh, they were counting songs, and, and they said uh, they were having a little meeting, a little power, and they said, uh, wow, how many we got? We got nine songs. We got nine songs. And Neil looked at me, he goes, you write one, we got ten. Or if you got one, I got ten. And I said, I don't got one. I got shit. Neil said, I got shit, that's the song.
know if because of the story and because it kind of like it it got you into the song a little more it does it does it help your enjoyment of it that you know the story and know a little bit more background well i've loved the song since this the first second i heard it like i've said before this is in my top five all-time a pearl jam songs like I, i love the lyrics i love the melody it's it's just perfection like you know 95 I, you know i wish they would release 10 albums in 1995 they were on such a hot streak they were yeah um they, they could do no wrong so um hearing the story like you know i've heard it before it's just a cool moment like how cool would it have been to have to have been a fly on the wall in those recording sessions oh, and something like that yeah. Um, but yeah i love the song whenever it whenever it shows up it's just fucking amazing yeah, I always think back to this version, especially. It just, uh, they tell the story, they get into the song, it, it's short and sweet, and uh, it, it fills the set, it, you it know? Should be, it should be played at every show. Yeah. Um, I don't know about every show, because I, I, I think after every show, I, I I think if they played it at like four shows in a row, I'd be like, all right, you know what? Need to take a little bit of a break. Well, that's your problem. Because then it would be, well, I want it to be exciting for me again the, the, the next time. Oh, I'm so jaded because I've been to so many shows. Oh, I'm going to go. We're gonna have to fight. But it happens. But it happens. Oh my Does God. it not happen? It happens. Yeah, no, it doesn't. you can't control it. Play. I got shit at every show next year. <laughs> Play 2020. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Uh, all right, packaging the final part of the first set. Uh, infallible present tense. State of love and trust. Porch. Um, interesting four to end it on. Uh, you get a new one in Infallible, and it was kind of a tour staple uh, going forward on this tour, at least. And now this this wasn't the debut of Infallible, right? They played it the night no, before? No, I think they played it at Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, I, I mean, a great song. Um, one of the coolest ones off of, off of Lightning Bolt. Another one that's going to have a lot of more staying power than some of the other ones, I think. Uh, lyrics are great. And it, it kind of found a place at in this spot at like the end of the first set over the course of this tour. Yeah. Uh, this was pretty, this pretty much turned into where infallible stayed, uh, which is, is a really good spot for it. I think it kind of opens up, you know, it can kind of come after something a little bit more heavy and then lead into something that gets you to build back up into, into the rest of the set. And, you know, present tense, state of love and trust and porch is a really good combo to, to finish you up and to get you ready for you know uh whatever encore is about to come come it's it's now, it's, present, present it's not sounded it's, a little sounded a little off to me it sounded like it wasn't wasn't quite there i mean we had a really good present tense last week so yeah, yeah. comparatively it it doesn't compare um but yeah i i, I agree it wasn't as it wasn't it wasn't as uh as peak as as other versions it just sounded off like it the it just wasn't all there i thought but yeah state of love and trust is great i love this version of porch you get again eight eight minutes plus yep. a little call and response you, you finally get to hear the crowd a little bit
my view vantage point, I think Eddie uh, was went back to my vantage point, and he, you know he did the whole you know running back and looking at the crowd and, and waving to the was crowd. He, and, was uh, he walking out in the crowd yet at this point? Uh, I I don't remember. He did if that he in did Charlotte. It at the show. Yeah, yeah. I th- at some point on the show he did because I had a picture. It might have been Brooklyn. It might have been the first night of Brooklyn that um, I have a picture of just a crowd shot. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why would I take a picture of the crowd? I, Eddie must have been in it. Um, I, I, th- I think he was. I think he was. Uh, yeah. I, I can't be. I can't be for sure. Uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, Makes sense. If your memory is better than mine, uh, live on Four Legs Podcast at Gmail dot com. You take over the show next time. <laughs> uh, Porch was really awesome at this. I, I just, it was just Ed is crazy. Mike is crazy. It was a great way to end ninety minutes of just good old Pearl Jam, good old fashioned rock and roll. It wasn't a show that blew your mind. It wasn't going to be a legendary show, but it was. It was a fun show for the first set. Oh, I'll go with that. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's, I, I I was having a good time. I was there. I'm sure if you were there, maybe you would have felt a little differently. But no, no. I mean, if, oh, if you're like we've said before, like we can be, we can be a little critical. And but it, but if you're there, you're having the fucking time of your life, man. Exactly. You're seeing you're seeing one of the greatest American rock bands to ever play. So you know, it's every it's pure stoke, as they say. Exactly. Exactly. And. Um, you know, going back to present tense real quick, uh, the three you mentioned before, no code and no code songs are pretty prominent in the set. They're prominent. No code. Have songs. I mentioned no code enough? No code, no code, no code, no code, no code, no code, no code. No yeah, code enough. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like all three of those no code songs were pretty prominently placed and uh, kind of made for a theme in the night. It, it, it was nice because I think No Code was the one in, in heavy in my rotation at this point. We're in the encore here. Ed says hello. They're feeling great. Uh, since they only get to do this every three to seven years, they want to take advantage of this place. Uh, I, I guess they were in Buffalo for 2010. I know they were in Buffalo 2003. That version, even flow. From that show is apparently one of the best even flows of all time. Uh, hmm. He compliments the Sabres logo here, and some of the fans are chanting "Go Leafs, Go!" Which Ed responds, "I can't hear you. I lost my hearing in 1995." So, if I uh, wear those earplugs, kids. Yep, exactly. Uh, and says, "Here's a song from uh, from that era that was written in near 1995, and this is no code." Off he goes. Um, first time i'm getting it and i'm really excited to get it because again no code was heavy in my rotation at this point i'm sure the kid next to me was really excited to hear it too because no code was really heavy in his rotation it was like another new song yes (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, is this is this from 10 they they must have just put out a double album because we're getting a lot of new songs yeah right this that I think we should do a meme. You know the butterfly meme? Like, this is this what? Is this, uh, you know, whatever it is? I mm-hmm. think uh, we should do like... Oh, the little anim- anime thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. non-Pearl Jam fan. Is this from 10? Something like that. I don't know. Well, we can work on that. Yeah. Uh, you, well, you, you, can be, you can be in charge of memes. 
Oh, I'm in charge of another thing with this damn show. Hey, it was your I, idea. <laughs> uh, I'll follow. I'll fall through. Sure, whatever. We'll, we'll put Matt in charge of it. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, so, first time I'm getting it, really excited to get it. You know, you get into the intro. No his face Carry guitar down to the ear like he's riding on a motorbike in the strongest winds. Carry guitar down in the ear, so I approach with Carry, carry guitar, carry guitar, and I just like I'm yeah, some cracking up. La- yeah, I'm cracking up laughing myself. And he does it again, you know, end of uh, the next line. Carry guitar. Just I sometimes I don't know if I love it more than I hate it or vice versa. Hey, you got to be able to hear yourself. If you can't hear yourself, you can't play. Look, yeah, yeah. It's, he's right. Uh, you know, um, it, it's it always stands out to me, though. And even if I'm hearing off he goes while you know uh listening to another show on bootleg or even live I, i've heard it before and i think to myself carry guitar carry guitar um you know uh, it's just it's funny it's and we, funny we talked about it too when we did we did the charlotte episode which was a couple of weeks after this that off he goes kind of became like a folkier yeah more upbeat song than it originally was and you know i prefer the original like stark you know downtrodden downtrodden off he goes yeah give me yeah. give me a little give me a little darkness in the uh, in the off he goes but this this is not my favorite way to uh to hear it but again it's it's a no code song so you you take what you can get yeah agreed yeah i was i was very happy to have it and still am it's one of uh it's probably one of the highlights of this night for me um and also like like uh immortality it was one that probably pushed up into the top five after this show the that's the most important part of this show is is what came after is how i saw songs after hearing them live for the first time so that's you know (laughs) it's important important uh thing to grasp because you've seen them so many times so many john lots (sighs) like like four times on this tour did man did they play atlanta on this tour no they when was the last time they played Atlanta? 2012 in a festival. Does that show. even count? Does that even count? I don't think that counts. I was there. I mean, it counts because I was there. But, hey. I mean, in two hours of Pearl Jam in the last 16 years, I think we're, we're due. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sun, they'll do uh, SunTrust. That's actually, that would be a really cool, uh, that would be a really cool ballpark to do. Yeah, Green Day and Weezer tour is coming there. Well, maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that this was all building up to, to playing at SunTrust one day. For a back. week straight. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, wait. I'll, I'll be back. I'll uh, be yeah. back to yeah. visit. Yeah. All right. So more of this uh, Encore cooldown here. Um, future Days and Yellow Moon. Yellow Moon before Future Days. and Continuing gonna, the, continuing the yep. folksy feel. Yep. And continuing the just promoting new songs for new album, uh, you know exactly what you're going to get from this. Um, you know it's dad ed kind of stuff. It's okay. You need to add in the variety every now and again, but I just don't. You know, it, it is what it is for me. Yeah, it's a, you know it's a chance to give his voice a break. 
yeah. you know, something something easy in his register he doesn't have to strain for. Yeah, and Yellow Moon sound Yellow Moon's a nice live song. I think it sounds it sounds nice. Future days for me can get a little can get a little sleepy, but um, you know, it's, uh, you kind of knew it was coming, so there's no reason to be upset about it. There's no reason to to be pissed that you're getting songs that you don't like or or whatnot. It's it's a new tour. They're doing new stuff, so you know it is what it is. Uh, in between, Ed talks about how his youngest daughter scored her first goal in soccer that day, and he would have felt bad missing it, but the crowd made up for it. And Women's that's when... World Cup 2029, let's go. <laughs> Harper Vetter. Yep. Harper or Olivia? Just, who's who's get the, the... Get the scouts out. Who's the, who's the older one? Who's the younger one? I think Olivia is the older one, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I thought. Don't, don't yeah. quote me on that. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. He mentions the crowd, felt bad uh, that he was missing the game, and uh, the crowd made up for it. And that's when they turn around and play Elderly Woman right to the crowd. Um, And when they turn around, what's the first thing that's going through my mind, John? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you love it. You love it. (laughs) I had this like this feeling in my gut. Oh no. Oh no. I didn't want to hate the show. I didn't want to hate this show. Uh and then we get one, two, three, four, two, three, and I'm like, oh ooh, good. Good. It was uh it was it was cool. I I got a lot of shots of the band during this and uh, you know, them playing to behind the stage. I think Matt uh, either had a kit back there or like moved half his kit. Uh, it was, yeah, I think uh, he, he does, he has like a little dummy kit. Yeah. That he kind of stands up and it's just a little basic, like three piece drum set or something. And he can just do some, keep along, keep the beat kind of minimally. Uh, it's, it's, and it, it sounded, it sounded good. It was fun yeah. to just kind of, again, it was intimate. It felt like we were right on top of them. So, uh, you know, it would benefit from being behind the stage and you kind of get your own performance there. And, uh, you know, that doesn't happen every night. So it's really cool moment. Definitely memorable. Um, and then yeah, we get kind of, into... They kind of rotated between Small Town, Last Kiss, and Smile. It was You knew it was going to be one of those three. I've never gotten a Smile uh, turned around. I've yeah. never gotten that yeah, before. Yeah, they did, they did it a few times on this tour. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Um... Uh, stuff I didn't know. Learning new things on the yeah, podcast this yeah. week. Uh, Rats we got. And then we got the final two songs of the Encore 2. It says that this is actually a new idea, not a new song. And Rats is played Drop Down. They don't eat, they don't sleep, they don't feed, they don't speak Yeah, bear the guns when they moan and squeak Lick the dirt off a lot of one's feet They don't push, don't crowd, congregate and 
time they played rats. Do, do we know? Uh, I actually don't have any stats up right now. They played it once in 2012 in Amsterdam, and then a few times in 2011. But yeah, not not very many. It pops up a couple of times a year. Yeah, sorry, I don't have my live footsteps stats up right now, or else uh, I'm, I'm not... My my statistic game is off today. I apologize. Sometimes, uh, sometimes LeBron misses too. Uh, <laughs> comparing myself, um, but yeah, I mean they don't play rats that much as it is. Uh, so, but no, you know, I thought I thought it had uh, I thought it had some cool guitar stuff going on. Even though it was was dropped, either it was a uh, some cool extra riffs and some cool little. You know, noodling around in there, which I thought was, made it made it nice. You know, it's a, it's probably the the rarest song you get at this show. You know, there's no no lost dogs on this show, so right. rats is the uh, is the one that the series collectors are getting at this one. A, a lot of verses on this show. I yeah. think verses was probably in the lead for non lightning bolt songs, which is which is great. It, uh, you know, I'd I'd rather get more verses song than ten sometimes. So. Um, Got some is late in an encore, and I don't mind it here, but this was where I started to realize that I can't stand God some anymore. Uh, I was fine with it until this point. It I'm gonna, is not I'm gonna an sit you in a room song. and make you listen to Devo for like a week straight. I, I've listened so you to can Devo, appreciate got some. I, I, like appreci- I appreciate it as a song, I don't appreciate it as like as a song in in encore one or encore two i don't think it belongs here well it, it's a fun song it's something that you know it's it's a faster one it's it's something it just, yeah i mean it, it might not be want... it might not be a pillar you know it's it's not something yeah. that but but yeah I don't, I don't have a problem with it. it it takes what two and a half minutes and you're you know you're in you're out yeah i i would rather have something more prominent like if if this was if got someone once were flipped great that would be that would have been fine and that would have made sense. I, I would have no complaints and got some would have never gotten on my nerves. But I got this later in the tour at in Hartford. I got I got this in the same spot again. They were on on a high. They were on the highest of highs. They did ain't, ain't talking about love, giving a fly. Got some. It just like I felt deflated when that happened. That was the only that was the only time in that show where I was able to to say I it was a disappointment, and you know I I, a, a very I have kind of a soft one, spot for Got Some not only because you hate it and therefore I love it, mm-hmm. but because it was the one that they when Conan O'Brien was hosting the Tonight Show for the two or three weeks whenever that that happened to people remember that in two thousand nine, yeah. um, Pearl Jam was the first musical guest on his show and they came out and did got some and it's a great version so that was the first song that i heard off of backspacer and i remember thinking like oh this is going to be cool like this sounds like devo like it sounds like you know new wave this is going to be like a cool album um and you know whether whether or not they fulfilled that is your personal (laughs) preference but you know got some always has kind of a have a kind of a soft spot for it even though you know backspacer is not my favorite album by by any means but uh, I really like uh, Got Some. Didn't they play Olay on one of those shows, like Fallon or a, something that like that? That was a Jimmy Fallon, I think, yeah, 20, yeah. 2011. Oh, what a bad choice. Yeah, I think it was right as they were right before the South American shows or right after. So that, it was kind of like. It sounds there. right. 
Yeah, that's when they started playing. At that point, yeah. Uh, Rearview Mirror closes the set. Uh, Bridge has a really atmospheric vibe. Really dig it. Uh, I mean, yeah, Matt it's, has... at this point, it's ho-hum, another fucking fantastic version of Rearview Mirror. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. You many, have a... There's, like you said, there's there's 477 versions, you know, whatever. Such a high They're bar to reach. amazing. Right. Uh, but different from this version from others, uh, Matt has this, like, nice little drum section uh, before driving into Jeff's bass. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all unique. They're you know I, I've yet to I've yet to hear a bad version of Rear Mirror. Not much else you can say and. A lot of the reason why I like the show is that it just has a lot of personal favorites. Rearview Mirror being one of them. You know, Go in the Encore, another one. Just, you know, all-time favorites that uh, uh, that I, I love live. Like, some of my favorite and, live songs and here. Four out of five verses in a row. Like you said, a heavy versus show. Heavy versus to show, get yeah. four out of five from one album in an Encore. Usually that's, that's the ten spot where you get, you know, Black, Alive porch state of love and trust if i can you know count that from that era sure but and so it's kind of unique to get to get versus this prominent late in a show like this yeah uh i i was all for it i was excited for it so go go opening up the encore set it wasn't the most explosive version of go but um but again mccready just going off like the solo is just amazing right yeah i i think sometimes you got to get off to it uh, at a really, at a really impactful start. Listening to it on a bootleg, at least for me to say, like, ah, oh, man, this was this was a a go getter. I suppose you would call it. Get it? Go getter. And boo. <laughs> Are you saying boo or boo earns? I already made I already made a once joke earlier. We we we've we reached our limit on uh, yeah. on, on song puns for this episode. The- this might be a dad ed show, but this is not a dad joke show. That was that was the last. I, that was entirely. I was not trying to do that. It was unintentional. Sorry, that's, that's two strikes, one more, and we're out. Oh, okay. We cut. We cut this early, huh? <laughs> Bread and butter type spot. It's uh, changing it up a little bit. Alive, Baba, indifference. Um, but this was the first time I heard Baba, and I was so pumped to get it. Um, I just remember being really excited, and, and just uh, at this point, the, the kid next to me, uh, him and him and his girlfriend had left. So big Pearl Jam fan, uh, three of his favorite bands right there. Uh, he left before the second encore. Uh, so he had to go good, run good on and you. Buy the, he had to go run out and buy the new album because all these amazing songs were on it. Yeah, exactly. Go out. Uh, hey, this no code thing. Uh, I heard like eight no code songs on this show. I gotta, I gotta check it out. <laughs> so I had more room to just like bounce around and and uh, and enjoy myself. So this this was Baba was awesome. Baba was so much fun. Um, I, you know, I think this was my tenth show. So that's kind of that's kind of a while before getting Baba, right? Yeah, yeah. Baba. Sure. We don't call you Baba on the show anymore. I don't know why yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah no. Um, I've, I've, I like to think I've, I've established myself as a, uh, as the preeminent, no, I don't know, I was going to make something up, but, um, <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, yeah, this this last uh, last three, it's it's great. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, would you have liked to hear a black, you know, something? Sure, um, probably. But yeah, alive, alive, Baba, indifference. You know, you'll you'll take it every time. Yeah, great look, great way to end the show with everybody singing at the top and of their lungs with and, indifference. You know, kind of maybe was this like an unexpected indifference? Did did we did we think that Baba was going to end the show and then they kind of just go into indifference? Like, let's just do it. Was this kind of a spur of the moment? This was thing? on the set, I think. I think indifference okay. was on the set. Um, but for me, I think I was expecting indifference because maybe it was because just the vast amount of versus songs in the show. I, I think it just made it appropriate that 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 was the closer. Yeah, yeah. So when when in Buffalo, sense. do as the Buffalonians do. Yeah, or Buffalite, or Buffalonians. Buffalite, what? Yeah, that was, that was a thing in the show, too. But I think that's the one. Right. Bison. Uh, all right. Top three moments in the show. Who? Um, and we I didn't talk about this at the top of the show, but a lot of times with these early tour shows, you get a little bit of rust. You, you, don't, you don't get a lot of crazy stuff. Like like I said, there's no, no Lost Dogs in this show. Um, yeah. You're going to get some debuts, which is cool, but like they hadn't quite kind of caught their groove like they would a little bit later in the tour. Um, so my top three was a little difficult to, to pick three for me. Cause they, you know, I wasn't there. There isn't, I don't think there's a full video on YouTube, so I couldn't really immerse myself in the experience. Um, but I'll say number three, I'll go with rats, uh, being the rarest song at the show. Cool moment. I like the little good extra guitar stuff they put on it. Uh, always cool to hear. Uh, number two, I'll say Porch. Uh, love this version of Porch. Long version, a lot of call and response, crowd participation. Uh, kind of one of those moments that, he, that Ed gives to the crowd to like make this your own. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then my number one, uh, of course, we've talked about at the beginning sometimes. Uh, such a cool song to hear at any point uh, and unexpected in that in that spot with the extended intro. And he always kind of messes with the lines and then you get that, that crazy build up at the end. That's one of my favorites. So that's uh, those are my three. Nice, those are good. Um, I had a little bit more of a difficult time picking them because there were so many things that I do love from this show. Uh, so number three, I left Baba off, and even though I, I really uh, love the Baba moment, but number three for me is off he goes uh, because I just. Again, every time that I hear off he goes now, I, I always say carry a guitar, carry a guitar. Carry uh, guitar! He, he's still doing it when they're recording now. He's They're, they're, they're rehearsing for this, hopefully, tour that we're going to get, and he's still doing it at their rehearsal yep. right now. Yep, and he's not even there. Carrie's not right. even there. Right. Um, number two is I Got Shit because of the story and how nicely it flowed into the song and, and just, you know, it was a nice... Uh, pace changer in the middle of the set. That was a really, really cool moment. That's a good and one. Uh, uh, number one immortality for me. Just it was you know first time I ever saw it. I think the surprise, not knowing what the little arpeggiated uh, intro was, and uh, for me it was it was it was onward from there. And now it's a top five song. So uh, nice. You know, lots of lots of great moments. Well, um, my, mine were better, but you know people can email us and and let us know which one you weren't there, John. <laughs> <laughs> don't we tell that to the guests all the time we aren't there so uh you know you're you're 
your moments and your memories count more than ours? <laughs> mine count more, damn it. Mine, mine um, are still better. Yeah, how are you going to rate it, though? Uh, it's tough. I, you know, I, I went back and forth on this one. I, I thought about giving it, I thought about giving it like a five because it just didn't really, there was nothing really to hold on to, like special. That, that like, I probably, I probably won't go back and listen to this one, you know, for fun. But uh, you know, going back as as we've talked about it, and we've you know I've kind of heard some of your stories, and we've talked about it a little bit. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a little bump, and I'm gonna say seven. Oh, wow. That's a two-point bump. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. This is also probably your it, it, lowest it was, grade it was, that you've given. It was nice. Like, I, you know, I didn't I didn't hate it, obviously. Right. But it just, it didn't have those, like, special moments that, that a lot of the shows we've been covering lately have had. Yeah, I think it's one of those shows that if you had to have been there for you to really enjoy it. I, I've talked to somebody that went to most of these shows on this tour and, and – uh, and I said, hey, well, what'd you think of Buffalo? And they're like, oh, Buffalo was definitely top three. Just feeling the vibe of it, I guess. Uh, and yeah. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, if, going if, to, again, if, if, if Versus is your favorite record, then you're fucking stoked. Right. No code. You got three no code. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're lucky to get one. It's, you know, that's huge for some people. Some Sometimes it's more about that than, you know, how the set list is placed and, and all that right. kind of stuff that we talk about. So. Um, I'm going to give this a nine. I just have so many good memories of the trip and this kind of being, you know, off the cuff and deciding on what, like Thursday or something. I I remember I had a friend at the the time who was from Buffalo that I was working with. And I was, I went up to him like, Eddie, I'm going to Buffalo this weekend. I'm going to Buffalo. And he's, he's like, where did this come from? And I'm just like, I just wanted to see Pearl Jam really bad, so he he told me all the the wing places to go. I don't think was I this, I uh, was up. this your friend Eddie, who's a surfer and worked at a gas station. Uh, yeah, and he also used to valet cars. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then one time, big, big Chili th- Peppers fan, I heard. <laughs> one time he got this his this demo uh, from this this dude that that played uh, drums. Uh, I don't know what happened after that, though. Yeah. So, never he never heard from him again. Lost, yeah, never heard from him again. Lost to history, I guess. We'll have to look him yep. up. Yeah. Eddie, if you're out there, let us know. Live on Four Legs Podcast at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, this is this this was a really good show uh, being there. I, you know, I, I can't give it a 10. It wasn't my favorite show, but it, it's, it's in the top 10 of uh of the 20 i would say it's probably like number six or number seven um you know again it changed my mind on a lot of songs or it just enhanced a lot of songs for me like immortality i got shit um off he goes songs that might not have been on my radar as much uh really popped uh on this night for me so nice yeah i mean that's that's what i take that's that's definitely worthwhile you know Made you a better fan. I try to strive to do that every single day, John. You know how difficult it is with all the better fans out there than I. <laughs> we've we've dad joked enough for today. I think uh, time has come for us to uh, to to give this a goodbye again. Um, follow us on social media. Uh, we're on all the social medias: Facebook. We're very active on uh, Instagram. Active enough. Twitter, we're starting to do a little better on. I think we're both manning the tw- Twitter account now. So, yeah, and stay tuned for uh, 
trivia tonight on our Facebook page. Yeah, trivia. Trivia's always fun. Trivia's always good. We always get a really good turnout for it. So um, I know some of you uh, actually have uh, notifications uh, on your phone that tell you... Um, you said, That's smart because sometimes we get lazy and mm-hmm. pick an easy one and you might be able to pop right in there and win. Exactly, exactly. We know that we know that uh, Dave Dave won a couple weeks ago by doing that. Dave Robles. Sure did. Yep. So nice job. Hey, Congratulations, Tim. Eight o'clock every Wednesday. Uh if not eight, eight o'clock then, eight uh, o'clock Eastern, we should say. Eastern. That's right. That's right. So five o'clock for you West Coastians out there. Do we want to tell them what we're gonna do next week? Let's do it. Why All right. Um, so next week, uh, John is going to take uh, an absence from from the show for a little while, actually. Buckley's going to come on the show, and we're going to do uh, finish up the MSG series, uh, number eight of ten well, next it week. Be, but it might be the best one. It's the big one, man. It's MSG Night Two, two thousand ten. Oh man, um, I'm ex- so excited to do it. Uh, I got so much to talk about. I'm glad this was a shorter episode this week because next week we might just be going on for hours and hours and hours because there's be so the, much the to do. The first 24-hour live on four legs. We could do it. You want us to do it, we can do it. We can do a <laughs> telethon. Get Jerry Lewis out there. We'll do it, damn it. Uh, maybe I'll have to come back and like tell jokes for a while. <laughs> we get on like all can, the old guests i can i can filibuster by like reading the pearl jam 20 book holy shit a pearl jam fan telethon that would kick ass that would be awesome <laughs> we do it we can uh i don't know do it on twitch or or whatever that uh streaming uh network I'll, is i'll break out my acoustic bass and do uh do a 30 minute version of i'm open you you and matt should do a little dueling bass maybe maybe stay hey, tuned for that some- there's some ideas we got here. Patreon.com slash live on four legs. One dollar mm-hmm. a month. If you, if you contribute, then we can get that much closer we'll have to, to doing it. our telethon. And we, we can do the, the we can show the whole Randy Palooza. Yeah. Tape. That can take up a whole couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, I, there's some stuff here. I love here. this idea. I love this idea. There's some stuff here. Yeah. I think we have to we have to get with some charities and uh, and make this happen. Oh, man. This is this is good. I'm uh, I know we come up with a lot of ideas for the show that, you know, there, there's so much time that we can even do episodes, but, uh, oh boy, I want to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, all right. We, we might as well, we might as well go before uh, we come up with some other bad ideas and get ourselves in trouble. So, uh, um, this is the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. I miss you always. For Randy, for John, and for Buffalo, and all you Buffalonians and Buffalo Lights out there, we will see you next time. Bison. We're all wasted!